Well, hey, what's going on? And welcome to a new season of the Connect Podcast. We're shifting in a new direction. We're, we're changing up our content a little bit. And there's just so many new things happen. It's 2021. We're actually sitting inside our new studio space. And it's beautiful it and is, awesome. It is amazing. I'm here with the new, newly made, remodeled Matt Manning. Yes, brand new for 2021. That's we right. made it through 2020 alive, and now we can move forward. That's right. <laughs> I can make people laugh. I got the power. Yes. So this is the Rode Podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. I disagree. <laughs> Every time you say something I don't like, I need one of those. I just want one with the buttons. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's. That, I wonder I don't if want there's any a way. Of that stuff. I just want buttons. You can do that. I think you can get just a pad and it just you just upload I buttons. I bet we could do it. To and then this. you just go right in. I bet there's a way just to pull this up. Oh, I bet you there is. I bet you there's an app for that. An app for the buttons. And then we just plug it in somewhere in that thing. Because you can actually there's Bluetooth, and then there's also phone in and USB in. All. Fun. So the nice thing with the Bluetooth is, is if my phone is connected through Bluetooth yeah. and Christiana calls me, it records on our podcast. Yeah. So you can have callers. We have an unplanned planned caller today. <laughs> my <laughs> wife, <laughs> Christiana. <laughs> Who just happens to be here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> In the studio In today. The studio live. All right. New year. Yeah. Means New Year's resolution. Absolutely. Do you do New Year's resolutions? I do. I because try to I do think a they're stupid. Every year. <laughs> Tell me why they're stupid. Because the percentage of people that actually follow through is low. Well, maybe that's not because they're stupid. Maybe that's because people we're are not stupid. Very disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're disciplined. That's, <laughs> that's right. It, yeah. Maybe I'm stupid. Yeah. Uh, no, but so tell me, what is your New Year's resolution? Do you have one this year? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I make one every year. So last year, uh, my New Year's resolution was to read through the Bible in a year. Right. And, and so you did it. I did it. Yeah. Pastor Tim and I uh, picked out a plan actually and went through it and we finished on Christmas Eve. Nice. And so, yeah, that plan was really thoughtful. They gave you the last. Count it. <laughs> there it is. They gave you the last <laughs> seven days off of the, of, the new, of the year, you know, so you could get ready for the next year. Uh, no, this year, actually, my uh, New Year's resolution is really simple. And it has to do with my marriage. And so... You want to stay married this I year. I do want to stay married. That seems like <laughs> I a good... I think that you're going to be successful. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, no, uh, when it comes to um, Sarah and I and just kind of uh, coming together spiritually. And so I just made it a New Year's resolution that every night uh, we're going to end with a reading of the Psalms and just praying out of that Psalms. And so I picked up the book by Timothy Keller. Uh, oh, I Psalms. thought you were going to say you picked up the Bible with the book of Psalms yeah, in no, it. Yeah, no, no, no. The Songs of Jesus is what it's called. And he and his wife wrote uh, just little short devotional. So it's a, it's a reading of the Psalm and then like a paragraph devotional and then a few lines of a prayer. Nice. And we use that just to kind of launch... Uh, into our own prayer. Yeah. And we read that every night. And so cool. that's our that's our New Year's resolution. So I, I plan on keeping it. That's good. Uh, now that you've said your New Year's resolution, my wife is actually in the studio with us today listening to this as we are recording it, and she's looking at me and glaring and saying, why are you not doing the, a resolution like that with me? So uh, we'll... Well, you know, it's, I'll it's have not a nice night. It's, it's your January twentieth okay. New Year's resolution. Okay, that's true. That's good. Uh, I was thinking I could have a nice night on the couch to think about it, um, and then we could come up with a plan tomorrow. But uh, you know, uh, 
No, that's not good. That's not, that's that's not, not good. Happen, yeah. Don't go to bed angry. No, no, don't, don't go to bed angry. Yes, yes. No, that's good. I, I, I think that's a really good resolution, and I think that uh, honestly, the problem with resolutions is that people usually extend themselves to something that they can't actually accomplish, and I think that's really the problem with resolutions. And so uh, that one's super attainable. Um, man, I, honestly, that's something that I, I think that we were literally having that very same conversation as we were driving in today um, about how do we stay, you know, spiritually fit. Um, especially with all the chaos that's going on around us, right? Um, and so how do we know what God wants, or how do we follow God when there's all this chaos? And we're actually going to talk about that a little bit more later, but um, that's good. Yeah, I think that at the end of the day, like connecting with the one that God's given you, right? If you're married, uh, certainly your spouse in prayer with your kids as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's a that's a powerful thing that we sometimes don't think through very well. I mean, I know for years, Sarah and I and a lot of couples just struggle with what does like a devotion look like when you're married. Mm-hmm. And um, I hate that a, word, by the way. It's, all, it's our thing. I don't know why. that It's like was ingrained to me in middle school. Devotion? The word devotion. And so I hear it and I just go, ugh. Yeah, that's why you don't devotion. do... Uh, that's why you don't I just do like my new buttons, so I'm yeah, using you, my new buttons. Devotion. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it's always a struggle, I think, among people who are Christians. They want to enter into the God, uh, into the Word of God, right, together. Um, but sometimes struggle with with what does that look like. And in the Christian world, we have this big thing that has to be long and drawn out and an hour and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, what? You got to read three chapters a night or else you suck. Yeah, but what if you just started with, hey, we're just going to read a psalm and pray? Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about that too. Just (laughs) uh, thinking, even just a verse, right? Like, I'd rather read one verse a day than read nothing. Yeah. So it's a good place to start. Exactly. Well, there's lots of new stuff happening. Man, we have uh, done this really cool install here, uh, both in this studio space that we're sitting in, also in our uh, multi-purpose room. We've, we've upgraded a bunch of stuff. There's so much new things happening here at Crossroads, and uh, it's, it's really, really exciting and fun to be a part of. It yes. is. It is. It, it's so good <laughs> that it deserves a bell. And so uh, th- we have... Cool things happening. Uh, we obviously have this podcast where, man, we just want to be talking more about current events and things that are relevant and helping uh, us really process the world around us in a healthy way, right? Um, which is something that I think that we all struggle with. Even I struggle with sometimes in, in trying to discern what is truth and what what is being fed to me and, and am I slipping down a conspiracy theory hole or, you know, all of these the, these things that, that I think that we deal with. And sometimes we think it in our heads, uh, but maybe we're afraid to ask the question. And so we don't want to be afraid to ask any questions. Yeah, I think that, that when we come to... Uh, this new season, right? Season two of this podcast. Last year, we just kind of threw this together and said, hey, it would be really cool to do a podcast. What if we started doing it? And now as we go into season two, really asking the question, like, what is most helpful? And I think that as we go down that road, there's a lot of questions that we ask and we don't always have a, a good answer for them and with our own, but what would it look like if if there was some thought to questions that are being sure. asked? And, and how do we view uh, regular events that are happening in the world all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, through a biblical lens. Absolutely. Yeah, and so we have the podcast happening. We have a new uh, streaming series out on YouTube called Practical Living. And it's awesome. Uh, which is really fun. Uh, I got to go hang out with the welding professor. That's uh, his YouTube channel uh, name, but his real name is Wally, and so he taught me how to weld, and uh, we got to hear his story. And actually, we have some really uh, fun people that we get to meet uh, as we move into further episodes with that as well. Um, and so look forward to that, or, or go check that out on our YouTube 
YouTube. If you search Crossroads ABC, you can actually find our YouTube channel. There's 1,000, 1,001 different Crossroads YouTube channels out there. And so uh, finding ours is the only way that you can actually watch that show. So, uh, But we're also going to be doing a, a Tonight Show um, here in the next month or so. And uh, Joel Dreesen, a former tight end for the Denver Broncos, is yeah. coming on the show. That's and cool. uh, Mountain City is going to be our musical guest. And there's, man, it's going to be a blast. I'm really excited about that. So yeah, I'm excited, too, for what God has in store as we uh, just do some different creative things. Yes. Innovation, right? Innovation. That's Innovation. What you're in that's of. right. Uh, which it, I was actually talking with a friend of mine from California when, because we went to Disneyland last February. And I was on his podcast, his called Jesus and Coffee, and we were talking about innovation in the church and and dreaming about all of these things. And it just blows my mind that here we are a year later and it's it's happening. Yeah. Like we're sitting in a studio. I'm looking at the Tonight Show set as I'm sitting here. Um, and man, it is fun. Yeah, it's it, fun. And and my prayer is is that. You know, God uses this in some really oh, cool yeah. ways. You know, the the thing about Wally and the practical living series that you did, my favorite part actually was almost every line was like, and this is probably gonna catch you on fire. Right. This is gonna catch you on fire. <laughs> and I wanted to watch you kind of catch on fire. Yeah. So Matt, maybe actually, you, move that you into told next me time. that you're disappointed that I didn't catch on fire. That's exactly and what you're hearing. <laughs> so next time that we do it, if, if there's, we got to add that drama and somehow figure out some pyrotechnics so that I can catch on fire. Or you can catch on fire. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, my real favorite part was just the way that. Uh, it was a super cool video, but it ended really with learning and hearing Wally's story, which is so cool and so powerful. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's so a cool dude. I like Wally a lot. We actually, uh, the Sunday after we released it, uh, Christiana brought a friend and uh, <laughs> we went and had a conversation with, he's like, can I meet him? And, and he goes up to Wally, he's like, so is everyone like talking to you now? Are you like, do people see you and know who you are on the street? And, and we're, Wally and I look at each other, we're like, no, we only have like, 400 views so (laughs) (laughs) maybe one day that's right maybe one day uh it'll continue to grow but i I just thought that it was cool that um there was someone else in our church that mentioned uh they watched it and they were like wow that actually looked really good and professionally done i thought it was going to be like a home video (laughs) (laughs) thank you yes yes keep expectations low that's right what what was the you have an expression keep expectations over deliver yeah 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 yeah. my yeah the the line is uh under promise and over deliver that's right that That, way you always that's my new uh theme in life is (laughs) say it one more time under promise over deliver Hey! There you go. <laughs> your new, your new, your new belt. It's, it's like a toy that I should never have because there there's just too many options to uh, ha- have these buttons. Ba- basically, what's going on here is we have this roadcaster that you can uh, have buttons that do different sound effects, and so uh, we get to start playing with that and, and adding sound effects to our podcast, which is just. A it's beautiful, take it, it to another level. It is. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, uh, Matt, uh, as we are doing new things, and, and we're, we're trying to be more relevant to what's going on around us. Today is January 20th, which is Inauguration Day. Yes, it's That's exciting. The song. I made up that song this morning. It's a jingle. It's my new side gig. Um, but I think that uh, it's been stuck in my head, and so I just felt like I should sing it. And so, we're all better for it. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, man, I know that there's been a lot of fear actually coming up to this day, um, as well as some people who are relieved. I mean, depending on what side of the spectrum you fall on. And so, man, I just thought that uh, we should talk a little bit about what's going on today. Uh, I know that there was something really cool that you saw uh, uh, an article last night on. Maybe you can talk about that a little bit, about the flags at the mall. Yeah, the, the flags is, on the mall. Is it actually, how does it spell? 
The same, M-A-L-L. Okay, because you were telling me earlier, and I thought, why are they putting flags inside a mall at Washington, D.C.? That doesn't make sense. The mall is a location outside of the Capitol. Yes, yes, for for those of you who (laughs) fell asleep during history class. That was was me. (laughs) Uh, Governance. Sorry, Ms. Bowman, if you're listening. We have a big green lawn outside the Capitol, and it's called the National Mall. And Ah. so... Yeah, there's uh, where you can buy all of your Aladdin stuff. All of your Aladdin yeah. stuff. That's right. Yeah, there's about two hundred thousand flags that they put out uh, on the mall. One to partially represent uh, those who've died with COVID, but also to represent uh, the Americans that would typically be at the inauguration day. But because of COVID, COVID and the insecurity sure. right now, or maybe the security risk right sure. now, uh, that they're not having a large gathering of people. And so they put all of these flags out there. And then last night they lit it up. Yeah. It was super cool. White. Yeah. It was just really beautiful. The Capitol in the background, what, the flags. What news site was that on that if someone wants to go look at that picture? Oh, if they just type uh, flags on the National Mall. Yeah. Uh, those, yeah. Those It'll take them right up. to the Washington, D.C. Mall. It will take them to the mall. Yeah. So they can see the picture, <laughs> order coffee, you know, cool. those kind of things. Love it. Yeah. So um, there's also tons of troops there, right? Like yeah, they br- 21,000 the- National Guard are there yeah. today. What do you think of that? Do you think that's necessary? Do you think it's overkill? Uh, probably necessary after yeah. what happened a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I think that... Which has all kinds of conspiracy theories around it, it does. by the way. The, the storming of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, for most of our history, which is almost 250 years now, I think 244 years or something like that's what we've been a, a nation. Uh, there has been a peaceful transition of power from one president to another. And uh, what happened on January 6th, and now you look at the mall with... I mean, you look at pictures of the mall and of the Capitol, it does not look peaceful, right? There are, mm-hmm. you know, three sets of barriers. There's thousands of troops all around, you know, armed and all that kind of stuff. And you look at it and you go, this this doesn't seem very peaceful. Right. And, you know, you look at some of the recent polls that have come out or studies, research that's come out, and 71% of Americans mm-hmm. um, would categorize the U.S. right now as a dysfunctional family, mm. which I think, I mean, I don't know who the other... Uh, 29% are, but I think that's that's probably true. We're pretty dysfunctional, and our dysfunction has reached yeah. a level of crisis. And so I think today... And uh, Uncle Trump and Uncle, Uncle Biden are over there duking it out. Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of the perception right now, isn't it? Mom, what's going on with Uncle Biden? Yeah, so I think that that's where uh, we look at it today, and in some ways it's kind of sad um, that you look at the the space, and so... And don't see a lot of sure. what's made our nation great, which Absolutely. is peace and Yeah, unity. so when you, everyone has these different narratives, right? So when we look at the, the storming of the Capitol, you have the one side, like my initial reaction to that, right? When I first heard it, Christiana read some stuff about these Republicans that are, and my first reaction was, guys, come on, like this is the whole thing that we've been angry about was all the rioting in our cities and things like that. And now you're going and doing the, ex- the exact same thing in the Capitol. Um, and then as the rabbit trail continued, the conspiracy theories started coming out of, it was Antifa and they were they were the instigators and it was all a planned thing. And it was uh, this idea to, to keep the evidence from coming out about, uh, you know, fraud with voting and things like that. And so, so here we are, it's inauguration day and there's been a lot of talk and a lot of things going on. How do we handle that? How do we move forward when uh, it, it seems like there's multiple narratives always flying around? And I actually, I can't remember what the quote was, but it was basically, it, or no, it's not a quote. It's actually from The Office. So <laughs> Michael Scott, right? Remember the rumors when uh, the one rumor was that uh, Stanley was having an affair? Yes. And so he says that 
sudden he's like, ha ha, I'm in the know. And all of a sudden he realizes, man, this could actually hurt Stanley. So he just starts spreading all of these other rumors in order to cover up the truth. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like that's what the media is doing to us as a general public, that we can't actually find the truth because there's so many different narratives happening around us. And typically what people do is they gravitate gravitate towards the story that they, they already truly resonate with in their heart. And so what do we do with that? I mean, it, to me, it's it feels like a, a, a crappy place to be where we're trying to figure out what is actually truth. Yeah, I think the national media has always leaned a little bit in one direction or another. Right now you have a polarization, tribalization that's happened in our culture. So you have some news networks that are lined up very left-leaning, other news networks that are lined up very right-leaning. And there's not really a middle space to go what am I hearing? Because you can see an event and it's interpreted two different ways for you. And so Pastor Bruce and I, and I think you were part of the conversation yesterday, we're actually talking. And if you wanted unbiased news when it comes to the United States, uh, read the BBC, the British News Network, you know, because ultimately they don't have, they don't have any, you know, skin in the game. There's no stake there. And so uh, the opportunity for uh, us to get some clarity in that space, I think at the end of the day, uh, when it comes to it is there probably truth to all of those conspiracies sure. and rumors probably to a degree that's actually uh do you watch psych no so psych is about a guy who pretends to be psychic and yeah. and works with the santa barbara police department um, but his dad was a really good detective and he says every uh lie starts with a kernel of truth yeah right yeah, exactly. so uh when when we're trying to dig through uh it's usually piled on with a bunch of other stuff but Typically, it starts with some sort of kernel of truth. Yeah, yeah. And so, was there voter fraud? Probably. Mm-hmm. You know, to the degree that it's going to change the election, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Was there Antifa in the crowds? Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Does that uh, eliminate fault for what happened? No. Mm-hmm. You know, was were, were the Proud Boys a part of, you know, the instigation in the major cities? Probably. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you look at that, and, and there's probably some truth to that. I think that when I look at the U.S., um, one of the things that I find fascinating is how myopic we are, mm-hmm. short-sighted. Hold uh, up. Yeah, short-sighted. That's what it means. Myopic. Uh, myopic. Yeah. Myopic means short-sighted. Short-sighted. Yeah. Um, typically, all about me, kind of. Kind of. So idea. myopic is synonymous with millennial. <laughs> it could be that. Yeah, it could be that. So you are one. I guess I am one as well. So yes, I am one. I, I am myopic. I, I am myopic. That's yes. that's my new superhero name. Yeah, but it, one of the fascinating things that I see, like when it comes to Christians right now, and you saying like, you know, we gravitate to the thing that that we want to believe the most, and so this whole idea right now, kind of around what's happening in the United States, like Christians are like losing their mind, like this is the end of the world, right? And I just sit. I back. feel like I had that same feeling when Obama became president. Yeah, right. Like this is like this is going to be the end. Like all the world's going to fall apart. And yet the reality is, is that like this happens all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like what you see at the Capitol today, um, the times that I've been to Lebanon, this is Lebanon mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. You know, and now we just have this such this myopic view of of life in general. Uh, thanks for using my superhero name. There you go. That when it comes to uh, the United States and what's going on in the United States, like now that it's happening here, all of a sudden now it's the yeah. end of the world. Like I God thought- cares so much about the United States in that way yeah. that we are the determining factor of it being the end of the world. There was an article that it was talking, I think Christiana showed it to me. It was uh, like, this is the new world order. Yeah. And I was thinking, I don't think that, China really cares. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm not saying that it can't be a step towards a new world order, um, but uh, certainly 
I don't think America has quite that power yeah. uh, to to make a new world order in the entire world. It it might be a new order for and a, and a new different America, exactly. you know, moving forward. And, and and I truly believe that, especially with uh, you know how much uh, Democratic Party is now in in the House and Senate as well. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that long ago that I felt like the Republicans had all three as well, right? Yeah, right at the beginning of Trump's yeah. Uh, so presidency. so I mean it. Uh, and then you had people on the left that were freaking out on that side, like, oh, the world is over. Uh, we're going to become fascists and, and all, you know, and, and there's it, it's always a jump to the to the extreme end. And then you start buying into whatever it is. And, and again, it's the thing what I wrestle with is uh, is not knowing what is actually true and what is not. And that's honestly the thing that uh, drives me the most insane is because um I don't want to add fuel to the fire, but I also want to hold people accountable. And so that that's that's where I, I, I really wrestle. Yeah. And I don't know how to how to really uh, reconcile that. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, when it comes to uh, the culture in which we live in and the society in which we live in, that we have to assume that there is lies, right? That we're sinful, fallen people. Mm-hmm. And so the reality is, is that uh, when it comes to anything outside of the scriptures— right? That there's a bit of a question in our minds of whether this is actually truth or not. And I think that that has to be um, constantly a filter in which we're looking through things. And then at the end of the day, we, we come back to the scriptures, right? We, we come back to the Bible and we say, well, what's true in this moment? Well, what is true in this moment is that God has placed Biden um, as the president of the United States. Like we can undoubtedly uh, know that. And I don't so, know. It hasn't happened yet for a couple more hours. A couple more hours we have, <laughs> yeah. But, but undoubtedly, that's, what, that's what's going on, right? And so this mm-hmm. isn't a surprise to God. This isn't outside of God's control. This is what God has deemed uh, in this season for the United States of America. And so we can trust in that and go in, okay, God, whatever you have for us for the next four years, um, like that's not outside of, outside sure. of your, outside of of what you have going on. His control. On. Yeah. It's not control. like he goes, oops. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that one up. That's not in me to yeah. let Biden be president. Right. You know, uh, well, and I always think about it, too. Like, Jesus, that that's the thing, too, of, of even when Jesus came and was walking the earth, right, the the, the disciples and, and all of the Jewish nation was, they were ready for him to overthrow the Roman government, right? And, and Jesus wasn't, I mean, you see, he interacts with some you know, government people and things like that, but it's not like it's he's made it his life goal to go take over the government. Um, and so I think that there's a reality there too that as a as a follower of Jesus, our calling doesn't change based on who's president. The things that we are called to do remains the same, um, and it's it's less of a law and more of a heart issue, right? And so you can, that's why laws are in place, right? It's because people's hearts are screwed up in the first place. And so if people are turning to Jesus, uh, then uh, I think that that helps even cover some of that, the bad laws. It's when the government starts doing things that, you know, are unjust to the people that obviously we have issues. Um, and then here's the other one that I, I wanted to bring up is that the, the other thing that I've heard, especially in this polarization of the right and the left is, well, your Jesus isn't my Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and so there's the scripture that you know of uh, there's going to be false prophets and, and that there's going to be people there and people uh, are going to be following. And everyone's pointing the finger. You're, you're following the false prophet. No, you are. And my Jesus is the right Jesus and your Jesus is the wrong Jesus. And so uh, again, it, I'm like, man, how how do we try to bring reconciliation uh, to those extreme polars? Yeah, I think that's maybe the most disappointing 
part of all of this, the polarization. And the is that a right way to say that? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll go with it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, no, what's super disappointing to me is the polarization that's happened within the church mm-hmm. and the division and even... Divide the, and conquer, right? Yeah, even the even the vitriol that's that's seeped into the church where unity is almost lost and we're contributing to what's going on in culture rather than being an alternative to what's going on in culture. And so I look at that and, and you know... Uh, not my Jesus. I don't know what that means, right? There's only one Jesus, mm-hmm. and He spoke, and we typically, my Jesus. we typically uh, take the things that we love most, and then leave the stuff on the table, mm-hmm. and that's the wrong way to approach scriptures, right? And so we've had this conversation before that uh, when it comes to like the social issues of politics, that uh, God is pretty firm on a couple of those, and the problem is is that two of them seem very left leaning, and two of them seem very right leaning. And as Christians, we go, we're kind of lost in the middle. Yeah. And like, if I go to the right, then I feel like I have to abandon uh, the social issues on the left. And if I go to the left, I feel like I have to abandon the social issues on the right. And the reality is, is that, that God says, this isn't actually a choice. Mm-hmm. Depending on which way you lean politically, uh, you still need to be biblical. Isn't that interesting that it's divided like that too? Yes. I mean, even, yeah, it's... Well, if we want to talk about like the enemy and the power of the enemy, right, mm-hmm. is... is not into getting us to be sinful, mm-hmm. right? We, we can handle that all on our own. Mm-hmm. We're really good at We're it, actually. We're really good at that, right? That when it comes to the power of the enemy, it's to get us to be divided. Mm-hmm. And what better way to, uh, to take away the power of the church? Yeah. Not just not political power. I'm not talking about that, but yeah. just the, the spiritual power of the church than to divide it over issues that they should never be divided right. on to begin with. Yeah, I've always said that Satan has two goals, right? Goal number one is to uh, keep us from knowing Jesus, yeah. and if we know Jesus, his goal is to make us ineffective for the kingdom. Yeah. And so anything that he can do to, to trickery that, you know, to to divide us and to keep us from from doing what God has asked us to do um, and, and really join together in, in brotherhood, um, he's going to do it, and he's very crafty and clever in the way that he goes about it. Yeah. And as we look at, like, today and what all of today stands for, while there is a lot of anguish and tension in our world, I think there's a lot of reason actually to have hope as well. Like, you know, um, just today there was 17 Republicans uh, who are freshmen who's, who wrote a letter to Biden saying they wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes that I found was pretty fascinating. It said, they said, it's clear that uh, the partisan divide between Democrats and Republicans does not serve a single American. And I just thought to myself, man, if if that's not just the way that our freshman representatives can think, but like all of our representatives can think, then mm-hmm. then there's real hope for this. Um, another thing that I was reading uh, today is that 79% of Americans are either for Biden or willing to give him a chance. Now, when you compare that to 71% who say we're a dysfunctional family, that 79% are willing to give the guy a chance, mm-hmm. um, that, that maybe there's some hope there uh, in terms of that. And then, you know, at the end of the day, um, while I didn't vote for Biden, and neither did I vote for Trump, just so that we're clear on yeah, the Yeah, you podcast. voted for Kanye, right? Yeah, Kanye for president. Kanye 2024. That's what I tell everybody. And so, um, yeah, uh, I am rooting for Biden's success because I think if Biden's successful, then the country's successful. And, and so uh, while we might not see eye to eye on theological issues, while we might not even see eye to eye on some social issues, I am truly rooting for his success because his success is our country's success. And so uh, that's where my you know, where I have some hope in this. Sure. And we're called to pray for our leaders, right? Absolutely. Um, that was something else that uh, kind of taking this full circle here, you know, back to spiritual health uh, and discovering truth, you know, uh, spending time with God, knowing God, and spending time as a family, 
making sure that you're, you're doing that and saying, hey, we're going to, regardless of if I like this person or not, uh, I'm going to pray for him. And, and we, were, we actually said today, you know, rather than praying that Trump overthrows Biden today at the inauguration, what if we start praying for Biden's character and say, Jesus, get a hold of that guy's heart and transform him and, and you know, and, and make him uh, a you know, have him be a follower of you and, and see what happens, yeah. you know, and start praying for his heart and for his character as opposed to um, how we can get him out of there. So, uh, well, Matt, thanks for, for talking with me today. Uh, like I said, we're moving forward. Uh, we're going to have some interesting topics moving forward, so make sure to, to tune in and to listen. No topic is not worth being on the table. That's really kind of our, our motif moving forward, and so we want to dive into some really raw stuff and, and things that we really struggle with and things that uh, are, are going to pertain to you and uh, the questions that you have in, in your practical life. So Really, it's just two guys, right, talking about issues and figuring out how do we, how do, we do this? How yeah. do we go about life? How do we navigate? And we want to have a fun along the way, right? We do. We want to have fun So why don't you speak a little bit about what we're going to talk about next week, because I think it's really intriguing. So next, you mean next yeah, episode? Next, next episode. Next yeah. episode. So yeah, so our next episode, actually, we are having the chaplain of the Denver Broncos come on. His name is Reza, and uh, I can't tell you his last name off the top of my head, uh, but he is going to come in, and the, the main topic that we're talking about is how much money is too much money, right? Because uh, he's working with these, you know, Bronco players that have tons of money, and that's a world that I have. I can't even step into that world, and so it'll be really interesting and, and fun to have him here uh, chatting with us about that. So yeah, maybe if you pick up a Powerball or Mega Millions ticket on your way home today, both of those are are huge. So maybe that would give you some perspective yeah. as we have that conversation. Yeah, I feel like that's the right thing to do, and so I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to say, God, in order to make our next podcast episode good. I need to win Powerball. There you go. We'll see how that works out for you. <laughs> well, you're the one. You're the lucky one, really. You should probably pick it up, and then I'll I'll give you some money, and maybe we can split it. We can split. Does that there feel fair? There you go. Okay. Well, cool. Thank you guys so much for listening with us today. Uh, this is the Connect Podcast, and uh, <laughs> you want me to laugh? No, no. I wanted to give you. I wanted to clap for our first oh, season. I season see. two, episode Sorry. one. Sorry, I, I thought I just said something really good, and and everyone in the studio just started laughing. No, that was no good. There it is. The end of episode one. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best, every single one of you. Uh, no, we look forward to uh, season two of the Connect Podcast. We'll see you next time.